Tonight on Podcasting Down, it's fucking Thanksgiving. Hail Metal Nation. Uh, it's Thanksgiving in the United States. I, it's a month after Canada's Thanksgiving. And uh, as far as I know, the rest of the world has no Thanksgiving. <laughs> so uh, I've prepared even less than usual. But uh, so, you, Yeah, yeah, go ahead. But what I do have... Uh, yeah, go ahead. I was going to come in hot, but I guess not. Oh. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go no, no, it's too late. No, it's Thanksgiving, Tim. And God damn it. Like, Thanksgiving's about family. And we're family. Passion. And we're, yeah. we're all metal family. So you should go ahead. Is eggnog a Thanksgiving drink? Discuss. Oh, God. It is certainly not. And it is not even actually Thanksgiving. Oh, my God. Okay. I think it's technically a drink. Yeah, it's a Thanksgiving. It's not a Thanksgiving, but it's a Christmas-related colloid, um, and it is not. You know, drinks have to be liquids. I'm pretty sure it's liquid. Whatever Let's jello. See is. if I can <laughs> look how, oh. look what it's done to the glass. Oh my god, man! And look, okay, I would. I, just, I sprinkled some poison on top because that's what you're supposed to do. I would like to apologize for Metal Nation. Specifically, those of you expecting a, a full-blown Thanksgiving episode, uh, we assigned to Dave to um, prepare our Thanksgiving episode this year. Um, but he, I believe he's at a fish-adjacent event. What did yes. you say, Tim? We were discussing uh, a possible opening slot for a mm -hmm. band, and he sent me a, a fish calendar. And he said, as long as it's not on any of these dates. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? I mean, a part of me admires the fact that he is a a fish fish calendar. Wasn't Dave was uh, on the menu for last Thanksgiving? Isn't that where we ended? <laughs> uh, yeah, that sounds no, yeah, vaguely right. familiar. That sounds vaguely familiar. We might have to, I might have to go outside and uh, listen to uh, the original Thanksgiving episode. But today we're just going to be much more freeform. Um, we have a lot of things to get to. Uh, Doug uh, has a new Thanksgiving classic to recommend to everybody that we're going to discuss. Uh, I have some uh, amazing facts about the Toiki um, uh, from a point of view of a, a wild animal website that I just Googled. Um, and uh, I'm sure Tim has something that we can be thankful. Maybe we'll uh, talk about what we're thankful for. I don't know. Tim has something. But... Uh, you know, I can start. I we, for, wait, wait, our, yeah, go the, ahead. The second highest listenership of this podcast is Germany. Do Germans oh. know what an American Dude. Thanksgiving is like? That's a great question. Germans. So I'm just going to describe it. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, like all U.S. holidays, you eat too much food. So okay. I, I believe... It's similar to like the Christmas dinner, only it's a turkey, not a goose. That that uh, Mr. Bean has in in uh, Mr. Bean's. Christmas, oh yeah, right. You mean you mean Herr Bean because they're German. Yes. <laughs> the 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 comedy stylings of Herr Bean. Yeah. So uh, if if you need a rundown of some of the foods, <laughs> listen to last year's Thanksgiving special. But uh, you know, it's just it's a. Uh, Stuffing, 
and turkey mm-hmm. and uh-huh. cranberry sauce, which I guess do, do they have cranberries in Europe? Uh, I think they're an American uh, food, but um, I'm they, sure they've translated. Lingonberries and yeah, know. lingonberry. Yeah, it's similar to a lingonberry, but kind of. Um, then there's um, mashed potatoes, mashed sweet potatoes, uh-huh. mac and cheese, macaroni cheese. Uh, I forget if I said dressing, so that's four starches in a row. <laughs> Ooh, that's a lot of starches. <laughs> yes, and then uh, oh, rolls. oh yeah, like crescent rolls. rolls. Yeah, some kind of rolls yep. and corn, succotash. I guess. <laughs> oh, green bean casserole. That's that's an American thing. Oh, so it's green bean casserole is canned green beans mixed with condensed uh, cream of mushroom soup and covered in fried onions. How? <laughs> that's that's like American on American on American. <laughs> I mean, but I feel like succotash is one of those like fake Algonquin words. Um, that we've like kind of like co-opted into English, so that's got to be in there. Um, it says it's a Narragansett word, sakotashash. So I mean that uh, they probably even had that shit at the first Thanksgiving. Um, so we should make succotash at Thanksgiving. Uh, so food. Well, if we're going by first Thanksgiving, then we shouldn't have turkey. But <laughs> the uh. What? Oh, we should have lobsters. Fuck you. <laughs> ah, um, and but then, cod. Uh, I, I wouldn't mind some cod. <laughs> okay, I'm going to bring lobsters and cod for Thanksgiving. Let's see. Wait, just for me. Now. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, I forgot what it Oh, and then, then come the pies. Plural. <laughs> so there you go. And then uh, many, many uh, people just... Uh, re- do the exact same thing for Christmas, or maybe they'll swap out okay. the turkey for a ham. <laughs> okay. So there you go. Uh, I assume the same thing with Canadian Thanksgiving, only one month earlier. So yeah, I mean, I from my understanding, Canadians eat much the same thing on their Thanksgiving. And uh, no eggnog. I just story. saw it. At, I just saw it at the stores. <laughs> I was like, Although oh. I'm pretty sure that they called turkey a walking bird. <laughs> I was like, is it Nog season already? So I went ahead and, and, and purchased it. I mean, I guess... I'm regretting every sip. It. Oh, do, do they know what Americans... Is? <laughs> this holiday is important to Americans because it's the only one of our holidays that's not about material consumption at this point. It's about the consumption of material. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, eggnog is uh, basically... If you've ever made an ice cream base, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's That's like great. It's like drinking an overspiced ice cream based uh, mixed with. Uh, do, do you put rum or whiskey in yours or vodka? I usually put rum in mine. Um, I think, and then Ge- sometimes I think if George I have Washington to- famously put whiskey in his. Yeah, I just I think the rum, the sweetness of the rum and the egg base <laughs> go well together. Um, Wait, don't, uh, so did we invent eggnog? Uh, I mean, well, it, I mean, they had anyway. it 300 years ago. So that probably came from England. Uh, nog may stem from noggin, a Middle English term for a small carved wooden mug. Um, Middle English, however, there the, you go. The British drink was called an egg flip from the practice of flipping. 
rapidly pouring the mixture between two pitchers to mix it. Uh, the word it sounds eggnog... Like, <laughs> it sounds like a hot toddy, but without the fire. <laughs> the word eggnog is an Americanism invented in the 1760s. Uh, sometimes I put sherry in it. Sometimes I put brandy in it. Because um, I feel like those are more uh, sophisticated uh, liqueurs. Um, but I will, I will put rum in it. I feel like that's more American. Um, About a Colt 45? Not, well, very rarely Colt 45. Um, oh, and oh. I'm an old English malt liquor guy. You said coat, <laughs> and it reminded me. And then uh, lots of uh, lots of football. Everyone watches football. I don't American football. Uh, we don't. Yes. <laughs> There's usually I, I do. I don't. One of the uh, by we I mean my uh, the people in my house. <laughs> so, oh. Oh. Uh, many high schools and colleges here have uh, long-running Thanksgiving Day games. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah. Turkey. What is it called? Turkey Bowls or something. Yes, um, including the City Poly in Baltimore and Calvert Hall, Loyola, Wakefield. Yep. The uh, There's insipid people who wake up on uh, Thanksgiving Day and go do a 5K or a 10K, and they call it a turkey trot. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Rot in the ground. Uh <laughs> Uh, oh, and in that? my favorite, I've only, I only went to it once, uh, but in uh, Essex, Dundalk, East Baltimore County, they play the, so it's got um, the, the water treatment plant uh, mm. that uh, right there that produced this uh, kind of florid s- smell. It's right by the old Sam's Club and that abandoned Ames, Tim. Oh, yeah, I know where, I know where you're talking about. Oh, it sounds, sounds bad. Do I sound okay? No, you sound I'm great. A lot of static. You're a little crispy, but you know. Uh, not, but that's not how so I bad. like my turkey. Yeah. So there you go. There's a, there's a rundown of uh <laughs> Thanksgiving. All right. So uh, that's all my prepared bits. <laughs> so okay. How about um, how about you two this- you two continue to discuss and I'll I'll chip in with some of these uh so-called funny Thanksgiving jokes. <laughs> Wait, you have Thanksgiving jokes? Yeah, such as oh. why do turkeys hate the kitchen on Thanksgiving? Because it sm- because it smells foul. Oh shit! <laughs> I was gonna say because their bodies are being roasted. Right, hold on. <laughs> oh man, that's amazing. Um, I I feel like uh, should we should we move on to a holy shit? Doug is gone. Okay, hold on. Well, I'm going to give you, um, while I'm waiting for Doug, because I really do want to discuss in depth our new Thanksgiving classic with Doug. Um, but while we're waiting for Doug we to can, come back. Let's warm up with uh, two other Thanksgiving classics. Okay. There aren't that many Thanksgiving movies. Yeah, there's very few Thanksgiving classics. I can only think of one. I was, I was reading a well-researched listicle, and uh-huh. they, put, they put Rocky in there. Rocky? Because there's a Thanksgiving scene, but that doesn't count. It I doesn't mean, count. This, uh, the next one probably also doesn't count. Adam's Family Values. 
Okay, I would argue that Adam's Family Values is also not a Thanksgiving movie. I agree. But it does have an iconic Thanksgiving theme. So, like, in if you haven't seen Adam's Family Value, what the fuck is wrong with your life? It's the greatest movie ever made. <laughs> um, and and so I believe uh, Gary has a who's who's a, a camp counselor and yeah, a so dramaturg. <clears throat> strike one right there. It's uh. But they're at a summer camp. <laughs> well, it's a summer camp, but he, but the, but the play that the camp is gonna put on is an homage to the first Thanksgiving, right? Um, right. And and so there's a whole scene. There's a musical. Um, uh, uh, Sarah Miller is the is the lead pilgrim, and her skin is like well, fresh milk. Well, um, the uh, the I think the IMDb <laughs> uh, synopsis puts it well. Right. I, I'm back. Hey, Doug's back. You sound great. We're we're talking about two Thanksgiving classics before we get to our new Thanksgiving classic. And Doug. we've already well, decided it's a, what? it's a fucking conspiracy. There I am talking about something Baltimore related. Oh, and the and, and the, the mic, and goes the mic out. drops. Okay, well we can we can uh, back it up and you can finish oh, the shot. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you so, were, you were at the Ames. Near the water treatment plant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Near the yeah, water the, the, treatment plant. Yeah, which is either it, it's uh looks like a pair of tits potentially, or it's called the <laughs> the two golden eggs. Uh, anyway, Wait, where is it? There it is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it produces a very foul smell. So hey, I every, love Thanksgiving. Now, to be blunt, it. It's in Dundalk. It's Everyone knows that, but they don't know that. So every Thanksgiving at Sparrows Point High, uh, folks from Dundalk and Essex play a uh, football game that's called the <gasps> Toilet Bowl. Oh, my God. <laughs> and, and the winning town gets yeah. the honor of owning the, owning the waste treatment plant for the year. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> This sounds so made up. Hang on. Treatment, toilet bowl. He's <laughs> going to win the toilet bowl this year. <laughs> Baltimore toilet bowl. Can we go to this? They'll probably draft you, but yeah. I mean, I will fucking be there. Toilet bowl game well, has added significance this year. Here's there is a, a little I, tradition. I see the Back River wastewater treatment <laughs> uh, picture, and yeah, I'd say your description is accurate. Uh-huh. Wait, can I, can I read you verbatim uh, this this <laughs> article from the Avenue News? Toilet bowl game has added significance this year. There's little tradition that takes place in Dundalk on Thanksgiving Day, and it doesn't involve parades, turduckins, or food comas. It's the Toilet Bowl, and the name is appropriate. Teams from Essex and Dundalk play a tackle football game to determine which community may claim ownership over the Black Back River Sewage Treatment Plant. And yes, it's the losers who own the plant for the next year. This year's toilet bowl. Oh, the losers! The losers get it. I thought they were (laughs) they were fighting to see who claims the victory of having it. 
a regular participant in the game, Brandon Bommel of Edgemere, passed away last summer. This year's game will be dedicated to Brandon. As a memorial for Brandon, his family will provide shirts for the players in this year's game and will be accepting donations towards starting a scholarship in Brandon's name at his alma mater, Sparrows Point High. <laughs> the scholarship will be awarded to a male and female graduating senior at Sparrows Point. The game is held at Sparrows Point High School and starts at 9 a.m. Participants should be arrived should arrive by 8.45 to organize teams and receive the shirts. <laughs> In order to make sure enough shirts are available, players should visit the Toilet Bowl event page on Facebook and indicate their interest in participating. <laughs> participating. <laughs> the game has grown so popular <laughs> that there are now usually enough players to form four teams. It is also becoming more of a popular tradition to play a pickup football game on Thanksgiving morning without the ownership of the sewage treatment plant at stake. So wait, the <laughs> they uh they play an unregulated tackle football game? Of uh, course. Yes. On on county property too. Or your your Montgomery County is showing, Tim. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What the city fuck property. else would you play? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we gotta go. We gotta go to the was it Sparrow Point? There is Point High. I don't we gotta go. Edgemere. We need more patrons so we can pay the toll. Oh yeah, because we're gonna go through the tunnel, whether it's the eight ninety five or the ninety five. Right, or actually, the Francis I would, Scott Key Bridge. Yeah, yeah I was thinking the Francis better. Scott that, Key Bridge. That'll get you right, right at Edgemere. Point. <laughs> oh man. That's right. And, amazing. And you get to see the collapsed uh, steel industry. <laughs> anyway. Man. Oh, hey, tr Trade Point Atlantic is doing okay. Oh, another, uh, this will be in the Christmas episode. I also highly recommend you can see the Star of Bethlehem, or <gasps> as we call it, Bethlehem. Bethlehem. <laughs> uh, it's usually about mid-December, but uh, some uh, uh patriotic Christ oven steel workers in the eighties built it. It's two tons of steel. It used to sit on top of the, uh, the old foundry at Sparrows point and it has been, uh, saved and it's now the symbol of trade point Atlantic, but it's a big County event. They light it every year and it's just touching and a lot of fun to go to. That is wow. neat. That's a lot of metal. That is literally metal. That is a huge fucking star. <laughs> well, we got to mm -hmm. save that for the Christmas special. Yeah. Okay. That's okay. That's <laughs> that's a Christmas. We we haven't. Uh... It's twenty eight <laughs> feet wide and weighs one point five tons. <laughs> yeah, they don't, they don't mess around. It's uh, Star Bethlehem Steel. <laughs> all right. So <laughs> now that we've got. Okay, that's Christmas. that situated. I want to go back further. Okay, we do right. make Thanksgiving. Wait, are we going forward? No, we're, we went back more because we need to tie up a loose end. Okay, all right, <laughs> hold on. We we do make uh, Thanksgiving about material possessions because oh shit, we really did go back. Yes, because Black Friday starts 
the next okay. day. Well, and there, do you have you ever known anyone who like has Thanksgiving and then goes out at midnight for when the store opens? Like, I I then, have like not- is in the the Walmart stampede to fight over like thirty three cent towels or whatever. Uh, no, I I don't really know anyone. Yeah, I always assumed it was a myth because I I've never done it and I have don't know anyone who has done it and I don't know of any stores that go we're opening at midnight. But I've seen it, enough news footage. I'm a big local news fan, as some of my friends will tell you. Uh, I've having seen worked enough- at a uh, giant big box, I can tell you that people uh, definitely come for sales and get very angry when your offer is shit. Yeah, which uh, it almost always is. <laughs> you know, it's it's definitely wor- not worth not sleeping. Not worth not sleeping. Yeah, there we, there we go. That's right. <laughs> I think yeah. long ago I worked at Blockbuster and I think we did some, I forget if, what we did, but I definitely worked with people who went every year. I mean, I've worked at Barnes & Noble and we opened at regular hours on Black Friday. Uh, I do remember that I wasn't allowed to go home uh, on Thanksgiving until we had set up Black Friday. Um, but I don't think I was there at like midnight or anything. Well, my time in retail was very short. <laughs> oh, the kiosk? And, and what, there time- wasn't a run on keys? No. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, I never worked over Thanksgiving, so maybe he did open for Key Madness um, at midnight. I mean, Quiznos didn't have like a, a Black Friday deal. No, because he uh, all the food places I worked at knew they couldn't staff on Thanksgiving. You <laughs> so, couldn't get like a so I was at Thanksgiving turkey, off too. A so. turkey sub or something. No, nope. <laughs> there, there was always, I mean, like Wawa. Have Quiznos cater your Thanksgiving. Wawa has a uh, Thanksgiving sub right now that has uh, stuffing and cranberry sauce on it and turkey, obviously. And I think it's supposed to come with gravy, but (laughs) Hmm. Uh, America. All right. hmm. (laughs) So let's move forward. Okay. Again, uh, uh, which as you know, we're going to keep talking about farm stores for a minute. Okay. Okay. We, I'm living out west now, and we don't have them. Uh, you don't have high, a highs or a Royal Farms. There's no highs, no Royal Farms, no Wawa, no sheets. It's no rudders. Best. No rudders. Circle K. No, we Circle K. Yeah, we do have those, and there's AMPM, and the uh, I don't know if we have them in Maryland still, but you know Sinclair Oil, old, okay, I, I'm uh, old with the the Brontosaurus. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The ones out here are built kind of like our uh, Royal Farms, but the restaurant part's not run by the oil people. But yeah, that's a real mid-Atlantic thing, and it was most most of them were founded by um, dairy co-ops that yeah. used to do door-to-door delivery and then switched to storefronts that selling gasoline and milk. But it's totally <laughs> something that's New York. Uh, down to Virginia and then in Florida, and then they don't have it in the rest of the country, and it I sucks. Beautiful Skaggsville, Maryland, still has a highs. Um, There's still I a highs in Fulton, by. Maryland. Oh yeah, no, no, that's next to Skaggsville. It's yeah, the same town. To All right. <laughs> uh, I think Mount Airy is where there's another highs. Oh, there's definitely a highs in Mount Airy. There's probably <laughs> two. 
Royal Farms fucking sucks. So the the thing about these places is it's 24-hour food that's like probably good. Um and Wawa is known for their their hoagies, which you can make a hoagie at any time and it's probably good, right? But Royal Farms sells fried chicken, which you can't make uh-huh. on the fly. And uh if you so say it's 3 a.m. And you're driving around and you're like, I want some food. You go to Royal Farms. No one knows how long that chicken's been sitting there. Like, and it's not good. It used to be good, but now it's not good. So, uh, my, there goes our Royal Farm endorsement. <laughs> do you, uh, do you have a dinger ready? I do. Okay. I'm going to read you according to Google Maps the towns in Maryland that have a highest convenience store. Number one. Odenton, Jessup, Gambrels. Where is it? Jessup. Gambrels is next to Odenton. Millersville. Hey. Fulton. Also known as Skag. Dundalk. Dundalk. <laughs> Edgewater. Hey. Glenegg. That's that's out in the country. Perry Hall. That's where your video games are designed. Cooksville. I don't know what the fuck's there. West Friendship. Now those That's are your also nowhere. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Man. That, that was about like probably. 10 more than I expected. Oh, wait. Hold up. Hold up. Breaking news. Sykesville. No surprise there. Woodbine. <laughs> wait. Wait. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> let's let's go back forward. Okay, all right. Which, all right. As you know, the sound for that is this. We'll do it live. Fuck it. All right. All right. All right okay. <laughs> so Adam's family values. All right, the, okay. The IMDB description of the of the uh Thanksgiving pageant is uh meanwhile Gary and Becky, the two counselors. Have, arri- uh, have arranged the end of camp play, an incredibly inaccurate and prejudiced musical about the first Thanksgiving. <laughs> Amanda Buckman is given the lead role of the pilgrim heroine Sarah Miller, while Wednesday is cast yep. in the secondary but still compellingly written <laughs> role of Pocahontas. Mm-hmm. Pugsley, Joel, and the other misfit campers become even more at odds with the rest of the camp, but Wednesday... Oh. I mean, I, Pugsley plays the turkey, and his line is, I am a turkey. Kill me and eat me, I believe. Um, yeah, they, they, they really, uh, yeah, eat me. Because <laughs> I'm good and dead. Yeah, it's, it's, it's uh, and, and then uh, uh, there's a revenge scene. It's actually really good. It's a good Thanksgiving scene, um, but I would say... It's not a Thanksgiving movie. It doesn't take place over Thanksgiving. It takes place over the summer. Um, it's a femme fatale movie. It's Joan Cusack's single greatest role. Um, uh, <laughs> but I, I love that film. Um, but it's not a Thanksgiving movie. All right. So well, what I is a Thanksgiving say, movie? Yeah, go ahead. This discussion is bullshit because we all know <laughs> what the best Thanksgiving scene in a movie is. Is, is it Rocky? It, uh, <laughs> It's. I know what it is. It's not Rocky. 
Dave no. and I, uh, not Dave, Doug. Actually, Dave should know. If anyone should know, Dave should know, technically. But the best scene, I'm, I, Doug, I'm going to give you a line from the movie. You moved too far. Too far for relatives. Oh, you don't you cut, cut the toyki. You cut the toyki without everyone arrives. So I know what that. I know that line, but I don't know what that's from. It is from uh, Barry Levinson's uh, intergenerational historical drama set in Baltimore uh, yes. oh. called Avalon. It's a fantastic movie. Uh, it's a wonderful movie. That, yeah, it has a, a great scene. It's the, the, the East. Uh, actually, I think they're. Um, Russian immigrants, yeah, something like that. They're they're like a Jewish Jewish Eastern European Jewish immigrants. They moved to Baltimore in like the turn of the century or something. Yeah, um, they had depicted in an Electric Park, which is a real amusement park. You see yeah. in the very beginning. They're Polish, and they they all buy row houses in Avalon, and then they move out into the outer city, and then into the suburbs. I think. I think right, it's three so- stages. But one of them, what, one sibling move, stays in the city, or at least doesn't move as far out as the, as the more successful one. And so they have, they have Thanksgiving at the more successful, <laughs> too far off a relative, the, the, the more successful guy's house. And the other guy gets really upset because they cut the toyki before he even got there. Well, it's a, they set it up real well because they, there's earlier scenes of earlier Thanksgivings where they're, they're talking about this custom and, and how kind of strange it is eating this bird. What uh-huh. does this all mean? And then, uh, you know, they get socialized into it, too, and integrated into their own family patterns. And yeah. then this thing that we saw being meaningless before ends up this uh, you know, schism uh, caused in the family because the one brother disrespected the others by cutting the toiki. And it's so it's such a great... <laughs> That you know, I need to watch Avalon. It's such a great movie. It's such a great kind of. It, it's an. It's really an homage to America and an homage to Baltimore, and 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 it really like a meditation on these stupid little traditions we have. It's it's just such a great film, and and how they're utterly how the tradition itself is utterly meaningless. Uh, beyond the meanings we give it ourselves, it, it's a great film. It's not that funny of a conversation, except you cut the toiki. I mean, that's great to say. Um, but yeah, no, I agree with you, Doug. It's one thousand percent the best Thanksgiving movie, um, except for uh, possibly scene, two. scene, scene. Well, is, I mean, is it a whole movie? I haven't, I haven't seen it. It's the movie is not a Thanksgiving movie. Thanksgiving is a key element in the movie yeah and uh, multiple points in these people's lives it's very important but i would not again i would not say that avalon is a thanksgiving movie uh, th- yeah it's an epic um kind of immigrant experience movie yeah. and barry levinson specifically made it because really it's only the uh, the jewish experience out of new york that has been the story told right. many times it's a love letter to baltimore it's a love letter to I wouldn't say it's a love letter to America, but maybe it's a love letter to the American experience. Yeah, uh, uh, certainly a ideal. Well, yeah, uh, idealized America. I mean, but there's. Pro- I, mean, I mean, it's not a great. They, they, it's not like all fun and games. No, uh, yeah, and they. Uh, there's somebody great. Like when they they turn on the television and the kids. Have, 
you get to see all three channels, which are the actual Baltimore channels, like uh, WBAL, WJZ, and then they live in this world of plenty, and then some relatives who had experienced the Holocaust come, yeah. and they, they're used to this world of nothing, and then they, they come, and these people are obsessed with these boxes that talk and have everything. It's, a, it's one of the better... Um, sort of uh, immigrant experience dramas I've ever seen. Uh, I don't, highly recommend the whole Barry Levinson Baltimore trilogy, which is actually yep. four movies. I don't, I don't know Baltimore. what happened to him. I think Tin Man is my, my favorite comedy ever. It doesn't have a Thanksgiving scene, though it has. Matt, have you seen Tin Man? Tin Man is great, yeah. I haven't seen it in a long time, but it's such a great... Do you remember the smorgasbord scene? Yes. <laughs> so great. It's, that's so good. I should. Also I have seen it. Tin Man because you made me. Oh, watch that's it. right. Yeah, yeah. I I enjoyed we, that one. We should also mention that Barry Levinson wrote and directed my favorite Christmas movie, Toys. But again, we can't talk about that now because that's for the another Christmas thing. Episode. Well, I I I do want to bring up uh, the worst movie to be in a four film trilogy. <laughs> Filmed in Baltimore is definitely live free or die hard. <laughs> okay. And yeah, but okay. however, my father-in-law's back is in that movie. <laughs> well, I mean, so that's a plus, I guess. It is. I guess. Yeah. And the the door to one of our friends' bars. Oh nice. yeah. All right. Okay. Okay. So, <laughs> so so let's okay. So so Avalon, great movie, great Thanksgiving scene, not a Thanksgiving movie, family uh, Adam's, Adam's family, family values, values. Great movie, great Thanksgiving related theme, scene. Not even a Thanksgiving scene per se, uh, but not a great Thanksgiving movie. All right, best Thanksgiving movie until possibly tonight. But you're not going to change until my mind. Tonight. <laughs> no, you're not going to change my mind. Is 1987's Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, where uh, oh. Neil Page, played by Steve Martin. At it like at his peak, <laughs> um, is trying to get home from New York. He's an ad exec. He's trying to mm -hmm. get home from New York uh, to Chicago to be with his family for Thanksgiving. But uh, through a series of misfortunes, his flight is delayed <laughs> and then eventually rerouted. Along the way, he meets up with Del Griffith. Played by John Candy at his height, <laughs> and um, it, you know it's it's and it's, also it's, at his weight. We should point <laughs> right, <laughs> and uh, he tags along with Neil, and they get uh, they get diverted to what like Wichita. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. So there's a snowstorm. Uh, they don't make it to Chicago, and they just get diverted further west. And further south uh, until I believe they stay, they do start in Wichita, and then they're they're um, spending the movie trying to get home uh, yeah. to well to Neil's home in Chicago. But it's great be because it's a tight little movie. Uh, it has a very clear finish line. Uh, I think it's Tuesday. He leaves on Tuesday. Yeah, he leaves on a Tuesday to get home on. Yeah, because he says, I've been wearing the same underwear since Tuesday. Right. 
Because it's because his friend, that other guy in every Chris or John Hughes movie, uh, didn't leave until Thursday or didn't leave until Wednesday or something. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. And uh, the it's, uh, Neil Page, Steve Martin's character hates John Candy's character. John Candy's mm-hmm. character is just like, um, I don't know how. What's a good word for it? You know, he's very uh-huh. happy, but he's like talky. And he he talks too much, but you and, know what? Uh, he, he also listens, listens too, too much. much. <laughs> <laughs> and you know he's got lots of uh, disgusting habits. But uh, also in this movie, uh, Kevin Bacon's in it briefly, and so yep. is um, Michael McKeon. The uh, the woman who plays uh, Jeffrey Jones's secretary in Ferris Bueller's Day Off, which is an important thing to point out, uh, is in it as the as the Alamo car rental lady. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That, what a great scene! So that scene is the only reason it's rated R. Okay, so she says you're fucked. I thought I, the movie's not rated R, and it's famous mo- for not being rated R. No, it's, it's a non-R fuck. No, yeah, it's, because no, this is it, before everything's solidified. No, it's rated R. It's rated R, huh. and it's only because they say it fuck about thirty-five times in two minutes, and. Or oh, something not like a that. fucking Buick, not a, f- a fucking, a fucking Datsun. Datsun, a fucking Nissan, four fucking a wheels fucking and a fucking Buick. seat. <laughs> so, oh yeah, they just they didn't say the fuck word a lot. Yeah, so they refilmed, they reshot that entire scene to do it to show it on TV. There's a, there's nothing rated R about the entire rest of the movie. Oh wow, yeah, it's PG. I mean, in content, apart from that one scene. Yeah, so IMDb has a rated R. That's got to be rated R. And it could be a false memory on my part. I could have sworn it was PG and it was famously kind of like incongruous. No, that's like Barbarella. Like somehow Barbarella is PG, uh, even though it's about like orgasmatrons and stuff. Um, I like how the Wikipedia page has a map of the intended route, the actual flight, and then the various other things including via milk truck <laughs> yeah so uh, uh lots of yeah, uh you're right yeah lots of thanksgiving in that movie um yeah i mean that's the thing and it's a uh, i personally am not a huge steve martin fan um but steve martin is such a fucking dick in this movie that my <laughs> hatred of him makes me enjoy it better um i this is this is a great film it's a classic john hughes uh let's feel sympathetic for a fucking asshole in chicagoland who lives in a mount in a mansion uh movie (laughs) um yeah but his uh, wife has a five head kind of like me yeah that's but that's (laughs) It's almost unfortunate this is one of the few Thanksgiving movies that ever existed because yeah. it uh, it's truly a classic comedy. Yeah, it's great. Uh, it also reminds me, I was watching the most recent uh, Red Letter Media uh, review, and uh, there's a great... <laughs> There's a great insult where Mike accuses Jay of uh, growing up rich because uh, Mike didn't have cable, but Jay did. So he says that Jay actually lived in the Home Alone mansion. <laughs> like, that was his <laughs> real house in, like, the <laughs> suburbs of Chicago. Uh, ben Stein is also in, in the movie. Ben Stein is in it. Um, 
uh, Gus. I don't know who that actor is, but he's in it. <laughs> um, uh, Why, that's, that's Char- Charles Tyner. Anyway. Oh, Charles Tyner, of course. Uh, so, yeah, there's your... there's. That's what you have to dethrone. Okay. Go ahead well, and luckily, try. Luckily, we have it. Now, I'm going to let Doug do the driving here, but we should say that even though this is on point, 100%, a Thanksgiving classic, it neither takes place on Thanksgiving nor even mentions the word. Uh, I don't up. know. I don't know. Hey, is this the but, 1999 film, the 2017 film, or the uh, the God Dethroned album? This is the 1999 film. Okay. And everyone in Metal Nation is obligated to watch it with your family this Thanksgiving. Turn off the Vikings game. No one cares what the Vikings are going to do. Um, but they're one of the most metal the teams, name. I thought. I mean, they are a pretty metal team, but uh, uh, number one, um, their quarterback is a COVID uh, vaccine critic. Um, They're way too purple for Thanksgiving. Turn that game off and watch this new Thanksgiving classic. Those are all good uh, good, uh, points. All right. So we are, of course, talking about Ravenous from 1999 starring... uh, Guy, uh, Guy Pierce, Robert Carlyle, Jeffrey Jones, and I'm not going to say it stars David Arquette, though. I think the, David Arquette is in it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's a it's a movie about the consumption of meat, about westward expansion, yep. about the uh, uh, what's the the Mexican. America, Mexican War. Yeah, the Mexican War. It's really, I would say, about Manifest Destiny. And what's more Thanksgiving than Manifest Destiny? Um, it's about the relations between uh, the settler inhabitants of this country and uh, our indigenous forebearers. Um, it's about human cruelty and also compassion. Um, everything that makes Thanksgiving good and hopeful is in this movie. And uh, strong emotions between men. Yeah, we're very strong emotions between men. Um, uh, Brokeback Mountain? <laughs> uh, not, not really. Here's, here's, um, a, here's a quick aside. Uh-huh. Re- remember when everyone freaked out when they announced Heath Ledger <laughs> was going to play the Joker? And uh-huh. yeah, they're like, oh, the guy from Brokeback Mountain was going to be the worst Joker ever. And then... You know, what happened happened, and now everyone wants to be that Joker, <laughs> and then yeah. when Jared Leto got it. And then, Ever, here's a... What, I guess my point is, comic book movie fans are dumb. That's my point. <laughs> who, who was the other guy? Was it Jude Law? Uh, who was the other guy in Brokeback? I think man? it was Jack Nicholson. Oh, uh, <laughs> Jack, oh no, no, wait. That was Jake, the Joker. Was it Jake, Jake Gyllenhaal? Jake Gyllenhaal. You're, all right. I'm going to just throw this out here, Doug. Now, this, this future reality requires Heath Ledger to be alive, but I think Heath Ledger and Jake Gyllenhaal would be amazing in a remake of Ravenous. Yeah, they, that would have worked. And they would equally be good in either main role. Yeah. 
That would be just incredible. Okay. And now, it, Tim, it's almost like they need to remake the movie so people watch the damn original. <laughs> uh, because this, this is a classic horror film. It's uh, so I watched it again this morning, and I am so excited because I asked uh, my roommate to watch it tomorrow morning, and I am butt-sized. Butt-sized. Revenant, butt-sized. In a 24-hour period. All right. Yeah. It, so it's a, I get it's a horror western uh, with a lot of pitch black comedy. Uh, yeah. Basically, Guy Pierce plays a uh, lieutenant who, uh, out of cowardice, uh, kind of falls to pieces during the middle of a battle in the Mexican American War. And uh, they uh, assume he's actually dead. He's like comatose. He and like hides is, in the corpse wagon. Yeah, so he's in a corpse wagon, and then while he's there, the blood of someone above him drips into his mouth and fills him with this uh, masculine vitality. Uh, mm. And he gets out of the uh, uh, corpse wagon, uh, shoots some people, and single-handedly takes over a Mexican uh, fort in the name of the United States. This uh, already sounds amazing. <laughs> And the, the the first scene is him being given this award, and the, the general knows he's full of shit, and uh, mm. actually kind of did all this through blind luck. And uh, you you get something, you get a feeling that something's wrong with Guy Pierce because he he's very disgusted by the sight of meat. They're all yeah. eating ribeye steaks. They're and in you would Mexico never somewhere. see meat filmed better. It's- it's a great scene. There's like rows upon rows of soldiers at this big table. It's it's some fort the Americans have captured. It's just festooned with American flags. Everyone has a big bloody like ribeye just sitting on their plate and everyone starts tucking in and Guy Pierce is freaking out and and runs and vomits. And and the general says, "You're a fucking coward." I'm I'm transferring you to California, which has just been conquered uh, by a year ago in the Mexican War. Um, so they just transfer him out to Fort. What is it? Fort Spencer. Fort I believe. Spencer. Hey! Fort Spencer. Yeah. <laughs> huh? So bad. Dave's at a fucking fish show. We we are not recording this on Thanksgiving. If that wasn't obvious. <laughs> I mean, but I mean, would anyone? Not believe that Dave would miss Thanksgiving dinner with his family to go to a fish show, especially he if he was miracled. He, oh gosh, I'm I hate you for saying that word. <laughs> well, Thanksgiving is a time for miracles. Uh, okay, so he goes to Fort again, Spencer. wrong special. <laughs> oh, sorry, yeah, and so this is kind of out in the middle of nowhere, and it's a bunch of sort of uh, outcast folks, uh, and uh, some uh. American Indian uh, trackers who live in this uh, outpost. Um, uh, you know, and it, one day, you know, there's some stuff about uh, establishing things here. Uh, I think we see multiple times um, Guy Pierce's very tenuous relationship with what most people consider to be food at yeah. this point in time. Um, and uh, a a stranger comes into town with uh, spinning a tail. He he seems rattled and expresses that he's famished, but seems awfully uh, uh, what's the opposite virile. 
Yeah, he 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 is both. He 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 claims so he's 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 frostbitten. Uh, they have to warm him up. He's very ill. Um, but when they re- revive him, his he says he hasn't eaten in three months. Uh, and the one so there there are various uh the the people in the fort are all archetypes, I guess. Um, so like there's Jeffrey Jones, who is the uh, kind of learned, fatherly commanding officer. He plays Colonel Hart. Um, so he's kind of the leader of this band of misfits, and he he's a he wants to read books. Uh, he's he's a military man, but he's a, a learned man. Uh, there's Colonel, or sorry, there's Major Knox, who's a drunk, who's drunk this whole time. Um, there is Reich, Private Reich, who is just a hard-ass soldier. Colonel Hart uh, advises a guy Pierce to avoid him, uh, and and Major, or sorry, Private Reich says you're a little too like you look a little too well-fed to have been starving for three months. Um, you don't look like you haven't eaten for three months. Um, and and uh, Robert Carlyle says something like, it's not that I haven't eaten, I just haven't had what you would call food. Um, well, the, the line is, uh, so he spins this story, right, um, about he was part of a, uh, you know, Oregon Trail-type trail, I think, from... Chicago, somewhere in the Midwest, to California. I think it was uh, three families. Uh, it, was, uh, it was a five. It was six people. Six people, right? And uh, the man and uh, connecting all the dots as I actually say this out loud. But they're led astray by the Colonel Ives, who uh, um, was their guide out to and California. As a cruel man. A cruel man, yeah. And uh, eventually, they uh, they don't clear the uh, Sierras before the first onset of snow. So they all take up in a cave. They eat all the ox. They eat the cattle. They eat the chickens. Uh, horses. They eat their shoes. They eat their belts. And there's no food to be had. Yes, Tim. Did they eat any turkey? No turkey. Follow which is question. funny you mention it, because only male turkeys gobble. That's your first turkey fact. Oh, that was <laughs> a, a fact. That was a fact. Fact. Hey, All right. Okay. Can a turkey can a turkey jump higher than a house? Can a turkey jump higher than a house? Yes, because houses can't jump. Ah. All right, go on. That would work with anything. <laughs> I love Thanksgiving. Uh, yeah, so um, at, at this point, yeah, it's the, the line is, um, I said there was no food, not that there wasn't anything to eat. That's it. That's right. That is it. And um, this is when we learned that when the first person died, uh, they uh, reluctantly ate him reluctantly uh and uh, it was colonel ives who's the greedy one not the narrator what's his name colquin colquin uh yeah so robert carlyle says he was ravenous uh and really pushing for them to to eat uh and and i think it 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 should have lasted months but it only lasted weeks (laughs) right yeah 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 
Um, and then someone else dies. Um, and basically, Robert Carlyle says his turn was up. Um, so he escaped. But Colonel Ives and... Wait, uh, his turn Mrs. To, to eat or to be eaten? His turn to be eaten, basically. So Colonel well, Ives they, they and... they learn anything uh, from alive? You gotta eat them in the order they die. You don't... Mrs. McCreary? What's her name? So basically, uh, the, the evil, ravenous cannibal Colonel Ives and Mrs. McCreary, like the only woman on the expedition, are still there. Um, so immediately... Uh, says Robert Carlyle. Uh, so immediately they form a rescue party. Uh, it's two or three days March, I believe. Um, so they all get together and uh, five of them or something strike out uh, into the wilderness. There's some debate whether they should do this, but uh, Jeffrey Jones says, that's why we're here. Uh, and uh, Robert Carlyle was sort of, uh, he steps up to the plate and volunteers to lead this group. Yeah. Uh, and they say, what, well, you, you've been saved. Why do you need to go back? And he says, without me, you'll never find it. So he joins the expedition. Uh, they make their way to the cave. I, how does, um, so there's this stupid piece of shit character who gets hurt. But I forget yeah. exactly how he gets hurt. He uh, he's holding up something. I forget what he's holding up or why. And then he sort of falls down, and then yeah. uh, 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 that word eviscerates his side. The right word is, and uh, so and every night they spend the night in a uh, um, uh, a, a communal tent, and uh, you know, so he has to get his side all yeah, it's a big bandaged and it's sides. oozing. It's and then you hear some rustling and uh, then some screaming. And then they, uh, uh, you know, bring in the, the light and uh, the guy screams, he was licking me as he looks <laughs> at Robert Carlyle, who looks kind of like, it reminds me of Max von Schreck and Nosferatu. He's got just yeah. a drop of blood yeah, on his lips. Yeah, he has like a little smudge of blood. Uh, and Robert Carlyle says, I was dreaming. <laughs> it was a nightmare. Um, and, and the guy's all freaked out because uh, Robert Carlyle was licking the blood uh, of his wounds. Uh, but Robert Carlyle is protesting. It was just a misunderstanding. Uh, uh, and I think more. he says, lock me up, lock me up. I can't be trusted. Yeah. So, so they do. And eventually they find uh, uh, the cave. And Robert Carlyle kind of just starts freaking out at this point and standing in a corner. And then uh, Guy Pierce and the soldier, uh, Reich, Private Reich, uh, go into the cave. And Guy Pierce, it's a great performance because there's nothing heroic about the character. He's just a uh, pushover. Um, and the, uh, you know, the private has to order him around. Even though and he's a captain now. And they descend into the cave. Um, it's two levels. I think there's a is there a trail of blood at one point. There, there's like detritus and blood, but there's nothing firm. Uh, and they descend deeper and deeper um, until. Um, and I think it's just the private because I forget where Robert Carlyle goes. Well, uh, Robert they, Carlyle is uh, he's the one outside. Guy Pierce doesn't go. Yeah, he's I'm sorry, Guy Pierce. Guy, Guy Pierce for some reason stays up top. And and the 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 private Reich descends into the 
lower part of the cave. Um, and, and this is like some nice, like, uh, c- quick cut editing. Um, so they keep descending into the cave deeper and deeper. And meanwhile, Robert Carlyle, uh, is acting more and more animalistic and he starts like digging in the dirt like a, like an animal, like a dog, uh, really. Um, and, and it must, this would be a good time to mention this movie has a absolutely brilliant, astounding kind of minimalist score yeah. that is just going crazy during all this. And it's an amazing buildup. Um, yeah, but it's but, just like a drone. It's like a droning like it just it's just like the music of insanity like and so it's just but but not that annoying uh like well done um yeah it's like traditional instruments but assembled through loops it's very it's great and so finally uh private reich sees five skeletons strung up and stripped of all their flesh oh was there a ghost well, he counts. Was there a ghost? Yeah. Like, if you crossed a turkey with a ghost. And, you know, it's what? a poultry geist. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so he's counting something? <laughs> he counts skeletons. He sees a discarded colonel's uniform on the ground and realizes it's a goddamn trap. He led them there. Uh, Robert Carlyle did to eat them. And so the big fight ensues. Robert Carlyle has pulled out a knife. Uh, he kills the Indian scout. He kills Colonel Hart. Um, a fight ensues. Uh, they r- scramble up mountains. He kills uh, Private Reich, who's the, the best soldier. He kills him. And Guy Pierce only survives by jumping off a fucking mountain uh, and ends up like next to Reich's body. Yeah, essentially out of cowardice. Yeah, again, uh, he's he's not brave. He just doesn't want to fight. He doesn't know what to do. So he just and, and the next part, the, this whole sequence is amazing and absurd. But he sort of gets caught up in the guy's body, and yeah. they go tumbling and tumbling and tumbling. Uh, until they landed a pit. Yeah, uh, exactly. And I guess it turns out that the uh, uh, Reich isn't dead and briefly tries to strangle him. And then mm-hmm. Guy Pierce has a broken leg that with a bone protruding. And uh, he, he pushes it back. And now we get to a, a sort of uh, moral question Guy Pierce faces in that uh, he can survive this. He knows what to do. But yeah. will he do it? Yeah. Uh, and there's a great scene of Robert Carlyle after he's done killing and presumably consuming everyone walking around. And it's kind of ambiguous as to whether he knows Guy Pierce is in the pit. But it's all framed just like out of Nosferatu, actually. The the moon. Uh, it's a very conscious, uh, well-done homage. And uh, eventually, Guy Pierce makes the decision to consume the soldier, uh, which fills him with vitality yeah, uh, and allows him to return to the camp. Mm-hmm. And they don't believe the story. I think at this point, the general who sort of outcast him here shows up and it's like, there are four men dead. You know, your story's bullshit. 
and doesn't he he proposes an alternative story yeah, doesn't so he so much like the commodore in that court martial episode of star trek uh he says four men are dead your story doesn't make sense let's just say they deserted or something and we can move on with this um, and, and unlike Kirk, he doesn't have the wherewithal to stand up to that. He's just kind right, of, I think they walked him up. Yeah. yeah. So Guy Pierce, I guess begrudgingly, he he doesn't agree or disagree, but the the general just says something like, think about it. Um, and then he says, we need a uh, interim commanding officer. Uh, I'm going wherever with the cavalry. I'll be back. Um, but until then, they ass- assign an interim commanding officer, Tim, who is the interim commanding officer. Are you asking me? I don't fucking care. Well, guess. <laughs> what do you uh, mean you don't care? Is it? I'm not waiting for hell. This is Thanksgiving. Is it? I it's know, goddamn. I know, st- stop. I know you've been talking about eating this whole time. Uh-huh. But in America. In America. Uh, well, barely. And- Okay, it gets more. It gets okay. I don't care. Oh, boy. Boy gives in and eats a stew made from Nux. Yeah, no, boy, it's Guy Pierce. I don't it's care. Goddamn. You're it's calling goddamn. them by their actors' names, too. It's and, Robert Kyler. And, and for anyone who wants to watch this movie, you're in the last paragraph of the synopsis. <laughs> so, like, well, now no one has what? to watch it. Guess what? It's, yeah? You don't have to watch it to experience it. And you're going to watch it after you eat your Am Thanksgiving I? toy key. Uh, but it's Colonel Ives. It's goddamn Colonel Ives. It's okay, Robert I don't Carlisle. know who that is. Who is that? It's Robert. It's the cannibal guy. It's the guy who tricked them. He's back as the colonel now. Okay. Um, yeah, the, the same colonel who'd wed the, uh, uh, the caravan party. astray uh-huh. in his own story. Right. Okay. <laughs> and so I'm so sure it's he, much more shocking when it's like on film. <laughs> well, okay, it is much more shocking when it's on film. So, okay, well, we got to speed it up now because Tim's losing interest. He I've lost tells, interest a long time ago. <laughs> my God. He tells Guy Pierce, number one, uh, he uh-huh. says he found Colonel uh, Private Reich, who he took his, he's leaving. All right. So, anyway, Doug, as we know, he, uh, there's the great line where Colonel Ives tells. Uh, Guy Pierce, I found your private Reich, or at least what's left of him, because you didn't finish him. But I don't blame you, because he was tough, like a good soldier should be, right? So it's like a meat uh, kind of kind of thing. Um, and then, so so Colonel Ives, aka Robert Carlyle, uh, says his plan to Guy Pierce, which is manifest destiny, means that people are going to keep moving west. And this Not means true. people will cross by their path and they just have to sit there and make a home base and just eat all these people as they pass by. And uh, eating people gives you power. When you eat people, there's a whole Native American myth thing that we kind of fucked up, but it gives you the power and strength and healing when That's, you eat people. Sounds like Jesus to me. Now it's a religious well, thing. Actually, yes. you're right. Because when the Native American scout is explaining the myth to Colonel Hart earlier in the movie, and, 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 and Guy Pierce says, do people still do this? The Indian scout says, the white man eats the body of Jesus every Sunday. Ah! Hey. Even though For the sure. Protestant... Technically, wouldn't. wouldn't be true of many of the white men, most of the white men out here. Would they? Yeah. 
No, because they're not because they're Protestants, so probably not. But still, it was a good imagery. There's lots of weird Catholic yeah. imagery in here too. But let's let's just keep on moving. It was Slovakia. <laughs> We're waiting for the Thanksgiving. Go on. Um, oh, hold on. Th- that is the Thanksgiving. That is the Thanksgiving, you asshole. Is it America? The story of America. It's consuming it in the wild to get the powers meat. of the weak. I guess to make her make herself stronger. Anyway, <laughs> we won't go. Do we, let's save some stuff. Yeah, for you viewers. know what? We are not going to tell you how this movie ends. Yeah, they only uh, got ninety eight percent of. No, <laughs> it's just like no. You know what? It, the, first of all, fuck you, Wikipedia, because like this whole shit, this whole like paragraph one, two, three, four, five. That's like the first. It's only an hour forty minutes. You can still. It's it's just enough time to watch after a, a big dinner. Uh, these these like five paragraphs here cover the first forty minutes. The last hour is just this fucking uh, paragraph and a half at the bottom. So that's Wikipedia's fault, not our fault. It's a great movie. It's about eating meat. Uh, it's about man consuming man. Uh, it's very homoerotic. Um, it's about the decision of whether or not you're going to eat your fellow man. Uh, the two main characters end up, we won't tell you how, but face to face, just looking at each other's eyes. They die in each other's arms. Uh, Jeffrey Jones is in it. Ignore his criminal past, or in this case, criminal future. Um, it's a great film. Everyone should watch it for Thanksgiving. Fuck you, Tim. Have you ever wanted to know what happens when you stick a human body in a bear trap? Yeah. Cool. Well, it sounds if, like an interesting movie. It's just, just nothing. If you ever wanted it. to, ever wondered what best way to prepare a major, what whether it's a fricassee or a stew or a souffle, you can find that out. And I think since they were celebrating, was Thanksgiving even a holiday at this point? Ah, no. Uh, no. I mean, I I believe Thanksgiving doesn't even really become a holiday until uh, Lincoln's time. Um, I mean, I think there are like Thanksgivings, but it's not a national holiday yet. Well, my, sure. my point is some of the, uh, uh, the physical and metaphorical consumption we've described would take mm-hmm. place exactly when Thanksgiving is celebrated. I mean, if anything, this episode of American, of American history demonstrates the importance of Thanksgiving. Because, fun fact, many of these men in the Mexican War went on to fight the Civil War. And many of those men fought under the command of General Ulysses S. Grant, who signed the law making Thanksgiving a yearly appointed federal holiday. So if it weren't for these men, like Colonel Ives... And General Sultan, or whatever his name is, there would be no Thanksgiving. And I would help hope that people like you, Timothy, who have no appreciation for fine cinema, Guy Pierce, Robert Carlyle, eating people's brains. Um, I yeah. said it sounded like a good movie. It's just. Oh, why aren't you watching it right now? <laughs> oh, fuck. I ran out of turkey facts. Hold on. I, I know how to cut the mood. Tim, I just don't think you it's know. a Thanksgiving movie. And your uh, your explanation there is both of them are tenuous at best. But uh, what are you talking about? We should we should leave it to the listener to tell us okay. who's right. 
Are okay, you, I guess that's. Are you incorrect, <laughs> like Doug and Matt? Or are you or or are you correct like me? And you don't think this movie's a a uh, Thanksgiving movie? But I will watch it before I render On my Thanksgiving? final judgment. Uh, no, I'm going to watch it before Thanksgiving. Oh well, can you? Just yeah, say so you'll so watch put it below. Put it downstairs. Yeah. Why Tim is wrong? Uh huh. Also, while you're doing that, you can contemplate on the fact that turkey snoods are made for Mayton. David, <laughs> do you have anything else? Is there anything else? I, I watch Ravenous. It's a great film. Oh, I will watch bonus. Ravenous. I'm also going to watch bonus. that Adam's Family scene. I might not watch that. I mean, that's movie. a great scene. Watch, watch oh, Avalon. Oh, Avalon, yeah. Watch them in this order. Adam's Family Values, Avalon, Ravenous. Right. I think that's... Wait. Are, you, are we excluding planes, trains, and automobiles? I, I mean, I think you should watch that, too. Um, well, uh, I'm Nick, asking because you want to go, you probably want to go comedy, drama, comedy, drama, horror. Comedy. I, I would not recommend watching Ravenous when it was dark out, though. So, <laughs> I, I, okay. Especially watch, not if you're going to sleep in a tent or if you're wounded. <laughs> yeah. If you have, if you have any bleeding sores, uh, and you share a sleeping space. Do not watch Prevenus. Um, I would say, thanks. Okay, how about this? The night before Thanksgiving, watch Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Because technically, very little of that movie takes place on Thanksgiving Day. Wait, wait, no. I, I know you're going to say watch Ravenous on Thanksgiving. Don't. Yeah. Watch it before. And then have this argument at your table. And I realize this episode is going to air on Thanksgiving. On Thanksgiving. <laughs> so well, you should have watched Ravenous <laughs> yesterday. I mean, the one <laughs> thing I will say, uh, the problem with watching Ravenous before Thanksgiving. Uh, so I usually have a big breakfast, but because I was watching Ravenous at, at, uh, at, at breakfast time this morning, I, I did not wish to eat and did not eat. Well, how about so this? I watch, think you, watch you, planes, trains, and automobiles on Tuesday when, okay. uh, when he was supposed to leave New York. Leave. All right. Yeah. Go. Okay. <laughs> so what you should do is watch it in real time. So start watching it at like 545. Oh, and then like every time they go to sleep, stop yeah. it. Yeah. And then you sleep when they sleep and yeah, okay, and then you have the full experience. All right, that's done. Because you'll get home before Thanksgiving dinner. All right, two, unless you're Doug Griffith, and then you'll never get home, because everyone's hey, dead. Spoiler alert. Uh, maybe, okay. maybe you, maybe you uh, watch it on Thanksgiving, and then start fights at Christmas. Okay, <laughs> I don't know whether okay. Ravenous is a, is a Christmas Okay, movie. that's uh, fine. A Thanksgiving movie. But get Avalon in there, and uh, the, 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 the Thanksgiving scene. Um, from Adam's Family Values. And watch, oh, please, please watch the horrible 1990s trailer for Ravenous. Um, oh, because it oh is, makes, it, is it like a total lie? Well, it's not, it's like, actually fairly, in a world where <laughs> well, it's that, that guy, guy does the, yeah. That guy does it. And so it's a, like, Ravenous has a lot of black comedy moments like it, it's very dark why didn't you bring that up funny. earlier <laughs> well it's funny you're just, like there's lots of like you're just talking about skeletons and actors i don't know i mean 
it's it's like there's lots of banter. There's lots of like witty lines. I wouldn't say it's a funny movie, but it has funny moments. But yeah, it, but it it goes through some significant tonal shifts that really work. It it hundred uh, percent commits to everything it does. Yeah, but we should very... for the for the Patreon viewers do a video where we watch the both versions of the trailer. Yeah, yeah, we <laughs> like should <laughs> because. Oh, just to now preview. that's a Thanksgiving so, miracle. So one version of the trailer, uh, which no, I believe don't spoil it. No, when you join the okay, Patreon okay. and then you find join out. Join the fucking Patreon, you piece of shit. And while you're doing that, you can think about the fact that the poop of turkeys determines if they're male or female, which I think is mean? not correct. <laughs> I think Isn't it means. I think what they should have written yeah. is you can determine whether a turkey is male <laughs> or female from their poop, and not this way. <laughs> uh, was a ding for your fact. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, uh, that's got to be everything. We're we're. <laughs> I, yeah, I think I think we're well past time. Yeah. Um <laughs> so uh have a happy Thanksgiving and uh and if you're if you're a German and you wanna you know experience Thanksgiving, yeah, eat too much and uh and watch Ravenous. Tell everyone you're not gonna bring up politics at the table and then bring up politics at the table. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about Carrie Lake and how she was fucking robbed. Tim and Tim and Matt will see you at the toilet bowl. Yes, <laughs> that's right, Horn. And, <laughs> and uh, yeah, Metal Nation. If you see an attractive pilgrim, let him know that he's a Puritan. <laughs> What the fuck? Fact number one. Turkeys are more than just big chickens. <laughs> I mean, I guess... Well, no, that's not a fact. They're not bi- <laughs> big chickens. They're more than just big chickens. <laughs> that wasn't scientific. Boy. That's in the Smithsonian Magazine. <laughs>